Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are actually discussing a film called California Solo. This is one of the few R-rated films I am ever going to be discussing on this podcast, or that Bob will ever be discussing on this podcast. But the reason I'm discussing this is this is one of the most poignantly good films I have seen in my entire life. Also, this film has moments of silence here. Robert Carlyle starring in it as the lead character. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with Robert Carlyle, but if you aren't, you should be. He is an amazing human being. His films that I have seen are, he is a brilliant, brilliant actor, and he usually plays really, really good characters. Now, they might not always do the right thing, but they are brilliantly acted, and usually they have pretty good character. This story is about a guy who is in a British band back in the 70s, and his life kind of goes to pot. Um, He ends up losing his brother, which in turn he loses his wife and their daughter and his house, and he's actually making podcasts in the ram kind of ramshackle area he's in he lives in like a trailer that isn't very nice um, and he works at an organic farm in california he's actually in the film i believe scottish and he hasn't been back home since his brother passed away because he feels responsible and as the story progresses you're going he really isn't a very likable character okay i'll be the first to admit he's kind of he's kind of a scuzzbag okay but the thing that I think sets him apart from most scuzzbags is unlike most scuzzbags, the guy really does know he's a scuzzbag and he does know he really screwed things up. And that's kind of why he's fallen into drink and lost everything is because he feels super responsible that he supposedly killed his brother. Well, what you find out is in the middle of this story, as it progresses, you find out that what happened was his brother had supposedly quit doing drugs. And then he brought over a new kind of narcotic, and his brother took it and died. And he felt responsible. Now, at this point, though, I'm going, okay, he shouldn't have done that. But also, his brother was responsible for whether he took the narcotic or not. I mean, I'm not trying to be weird here or judgy. I'm just saying you can't blame yourself for the actions of even if you were the one who maybe instigated it it was still the brother's decision and the brother was a lot older than the main character in california solo and so at the end of the day he was holding on to a lot of grief and anger at himself that i really think he probably should have just let go of um also this story has a woman named Bo in it and the thing i like about Bo is she's one of the few female actresses in film that I kind of root for. And the reason I root for her is she's able to see the lead character in California Solo and go, you know, he has the potential to be a really cool person. Now, whether he is or not, maybe, maybe not, but I'm still going to be nice to him and I'm still going to not alienate him like he's, you know, had everyone else alienate him and, you know, maybe even for good reasons, but... I'm still going to be nice. I'm still going to invite him to dinner. And the thing I also like about Bo is she happens to have a really bad boyfriend. Okay, I'm just saying. He's he's not a charmer. He's he's kind of like if you've seen the film Juliet Naked. Think 
that guy. And I know that has a terrible title, but it's also going to be one of the few R-rated films I um, review. But the thing I liked about Bo and the lead character in California Solo's relationship was that, um, and his name is like McLaughlin. It's kind of hard to pronounce. But anyway, it's a very long name in the McLaughlin, I believe. And so um, I'm just going to call him the lead character of California Solo. But the thing I liked about their relationship is Lachlan really, I think, wanted it to be more than it was. But the thing I liked about Bo is there's this scene where he completely screws up. He gets super intoxicated one night and calls her. But the thing I liked about that scene, even though it was not appropriate, was he made a good point in the midst of his complete abject total dive bomb was he was very intoxicated in his truck and he said you know um I really wish you'd be with me but even if you're not with me you deserve way better than the guy you're with and I'm going you know that's one thing you do like about Lachlan is that even though he's you know being this wild idiot okay I'm not trying to bad but really I'm going, Bo is not going to fall for you in your drunken, intoxicated state. And you know what? She's probably never going to fall for you because, you know, it's just not on the cards. But the thing I liked about him is going, even if you don't end up with me, which probably isn't going to happen, you really do deserve more than this boyfriend of yours. Because, you know, you know, I don't mean where I'm going. He's not really that great of a character, but he is able to look at it and go, you know, the boyfriend you're with? is not a good guy. You know, I might not be a good guy either, but I'm smart enough to know that you deserve better than what you're with. And I think at the end of the day, um, there's this scene where Bo comes over and she um, helps him get out of gear. She bails him out because he was drunk while driving. And she looks at him and goes, you know, you really need to get your life together. But the other thing I think in that moment, even though they're both kind of, you know, very uncomfortable, it's not a very nice situation, is she also realizes she needs to get her life together. And I think that's kind of the thing there is, you know, a lot of times in friendships and relationships of any kind, I think that the most healthy ones are the ones where we learn from each other and we can go, you know, we help each other be better people. And I think with Bo and Lachlan, they helped each other be better people in their broken state with Lachlan and his total messed up life. And even with Bo, because I'm going, she was so full of potential and she didn't realize it. And I think Lachlan was there in her life, even in the total ridiculousness that it was him, to sit there and go, you know, I may not have it all together. I actually may have it completely and totally wrong, but I still know enough to know, Bo, you're valuable and you deserve someone who you can have a conversation with, who can be funny with you, because you're worth more than a person who isn't going to be around for you. And I think that's kind of the catalyst friendship between them was something that I appreciate as a viewer. The other thing I loved was Lachlan's ex-wife was hilarious. You know, I might be pronouncing his name wrong. I, I didn't watch the video right before doing this podcast, so if I've mispronounced his name, I'm very sorry, but there we go. So anyway... Um, his ex-wife is another woman who I love her as an actress because if you've ever seen The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan and you know the nanny she was my idol growing up is I wanted to be the nanny except for her weird romantic tastes okay that was just weird but her I'd pay big money to climb a mountain was so what I grew up into because I so admired that aspect and I have developed into that kind of person 
So anyway, but his ex-wife, and there is a scene where he calls his ex-wife, <laughs> and he is trying to talk to her and pretend he has it all together, and she goes, you don't have a pen, do you? Because he's trying to write something down. He goes, oh, I most assuredly do have a pen. <laughs> and what he doesn't know is she is on her front porch looking at the poor man as he is sort searching desperately for a pen to write something down. And she goes, you know, the guy hasn't changed since the 70s in the way that he tries to pretend to have it all together. And the thing I liked about his wife and him was even though things hadn't worked out between them, she still had enough grace in her to look at him and go, you know, I know things didn't work out. I also know exactly why they didn't work out and that you didn't handle the death of your brother well and this is why you kind of left everything between us and me and my daughter. And the other thing is, even though things weren't good between him and his wife, she didn't make it so that their daughter couldn't see him. Um, he hadn't seen his daughter since she was a little girl and um, she said, you know, if you want to see, I think her name was Ari, you can see Ari. After she talked to Ari's counselor and made sure that they thought Ari would be okay with that. And, you know, that didn't go great, but I also think he was able to realize, you know, he did have a daughter, he did have an ex-wife. And, you know, at the end of the show, the thing I thought was interesting is they left it kind of open-ended, where you didn't know he did decide to go back to the UK, Scotland, and um, because he lost his green card because he had been driving too much when he was drinking. And at the end of that, it was like there's this final scene where he's on the phone with his wife and um, she is going to let Ari um, go visit him in his home country. And she said, you know, um, he said, also, why don't you buy a ticket and come in? Because he's trying to work things out. I mean, it's been years. It's been a long time. But he's going, you know. I really cared about this woman. And, you know, being around Bo, I think, helped him realize that he was missing that part of him that had been with his wife. I mean, not in a weird, bad way. I'm just saying he missed the companionship of that relationship. And he's going, you know, I had that. Maybe I can have it again if I pull myself out of this hole that I've been building for, like, 15 years. So, you know, I think the thing I liked about California Solo was it's kind of a weird story of redemption and you know there's people that are going to watch that movie and they're going to absolutely hate it and there's people that are going to watch that movie and go you know I like this movie and not mainly because the guy is always doing the right thing because he is not always doing the right thing actually he's a miserable failure in a lot of respects but the thing I think that sets him apart from most miserable failures is he does have this ability to look at things and go you know maybe he fails 100 times but he will get back up at the end of the day and you're going you know he's a broken person, but he is going to try to do the right thing in his brokenness. And I think that is why I really like California Solo. Again, Robert Carlyle, I don't think anyone else could have pulled off this role as brilliantly as he did. I mean, he's, he plays a character that is not likable, but you're still sitting there at the end of the day going, you know, maybe, just maybe, there's a bit of hope for him, there's a bit of hope for his relationships and there's a bit of hope that you know even after everything transpired maybe just maybe he could make it out okay and he could be a good thing for his wife and daughter and even the friend that you know things were kind of weird at the end I'm going he helped both think and go you know I don't have to be with the total jerk and I think at the end of the day it's not necessarily the things that go well in life it's the things that maybe hit you completely sidewind you and you're going 
how do you deal with it and then maybe make you think and go what am I going to do in my life to change this so that I don't have this repeat and you know I think that's kind of it's like I was talking to a guy in tech support today because my computer literally screamed at me you have a virus please get off this site and I'm like I'm just trying to go do my work job. So anyway, that was a very scary moment. It took about 40 minutes of my time with a delightful tech guy. And at the end of the day, he was sitting there and going, you know, the one thing about problems with tech support is he said, once you know that something can go wrong, you don't have to keep repeating the same problem. He said, you know, once this virus thing is resolved, you won't ever have to do this anymore. You know, there's a bit of wisdom in that for everybody because, you know, I think history repeats itself until it gets redeemed. And... You know, that's kind of a component of Judaism is if, you know, the problem with all the people in the Old Testament that had problems was they didn't learn from history. It's like, for example, Abraham had Isaac and Ishmael, and he loved one kid more than the other, and that caused problems. Then Isaac had two boys, Esau and Jacob, and guess what? He perpetuated the same problem. And, you know, that sibling rivalry just really didn't add up well all the way to Joseph. I mean, do we really have to go there? But, I mean, even, you know, everything repeats itself until it's redeemed. And, you know, I think that's kind of the story of this California solo. And I think that's kind of why, even though it is R-rated, I'm sorry, I didn't turn notifications off, thought I had, okay. But even though that, you know, everything's a total failure and he keeps repeating the same mistakes over and over again, he finally realizes he doesn't have to keep repeating those mistakes. And I think that's why I really like this movie because even though it's maybe not about outright redemption, it is about a pause and that little moment when you have the decision to do the right thing or do the right thing and or do the wrong thing and what are you going to choose? And I think that little moment holds great potential and that's why I like this indie film so much and again some people are going to like it some people are going to hate it and this is definitely not a kid show Um, I would definitely watch this with someone who is at least 16 years old and above because there's a bunch of bad language in it but I it's one of the few films that even though I hate bad language I will still watch this film because I think its message is important And again, there are people that are going to hate this film. But, you know, I really don't think I'd want to be one of those people because I'm going, if you can't want redemption even for people who have massively screwed up, I think you've really lost a part of your humanity. And maybe you need to quit being so churchy. I mean, no matter what faith you are. I'm just saying, you know, if we don't have grace and we can't even look at the most terrible of situations and go, you know, um, a lot of this might be the person's fault, but a lot of this is responsibilities that they never should have thrust upon them. And I think maybe it's the den mom on me, but I'm sitting there going, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's blaming who, you're just left with the end result, and how do you move forward with that? And I think this movie is a very valuable one for that. So with that, that is my review of California Solo. On and out. Bye!